Six Pack is brought to you by Window Nation. Cut your energy bills up to 30% this winter. Call Window Nation today. Buy two windows, get two free with no interest payments until 2025. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's Jason and Ken's Six Pack. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thank you. 105.7 fan. Six-pack time, as we always do here on a Monday. It's uh, We do the offense and the defense, and we're starting with the offense. And, Stoney, let's get started. Number six. I'm calling this a lock and fora. Mm. Uh, he usually puts special teams and lumps it in with the defense. Today I'm lumping it in with the offense because Devin Duvernay cost them field position Typical. constantly the whole day. His decision to not field punts and then they were down inside the five-yard line and his decision to bring that one kickoff out of the end zone and running across the field got tackled at like the eight-yard line and that's the, the possession where Gus Edwards fumbled. I got to I gotta ding you some points, Ken. I mean, it's a little hypocritical. A little. Yeah. Completely and utterly. It, it, literally, it literally affected the offense. Yeah, okay. Literally well, affected the affected, offense. Yeah, it's a, the special teams yeah. has affected it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you bitched and moaned De- Devin Duvernay's decisions know, literally had a cause and effect, whereas his were like, he, he's like putting it up on the wall with like charts and diagrams. <laughs> Devin Duvernay's uh-huh. decisions uh-huh. affected field position. I- Directly, I don't disagree, but you, you there's, no special teams. Yeah. there's no bucks. There's no bucks. You've dug your hole, buddy. No. Oh, man. Um, Bone, watch a Ravens game. Watch them all. Do. do a shot every time Lamar Jackson has to reach over his head, reach to his left, reach to his right. You still bang it on a reach below the, his knees. The last they guy banging Tyler Linderbaum. If we want to talk about an offense last that guy looks on the planet like it's that look like. It's stuck in the mud. That's not on time. That's not on script. How about we start with clean exchanges more than, I don't know, once every other drive? It's ridiculous. Like, not a lot's going well here. Let's get the exchange right. I got to say, let's, I didn't notice. Let's let, well, go back and watch. Yeah. It's it's prevalent. It's been prevalent. Like, they've been trying to fix this for four years. Go get yourself uh like, we got a net in the backyard for pitching. Hey, Linderbaum, go put one there with a hole right where the hand should be. And when you get home, fire it in there 50 times straight. Actually, in the hole. Not above it. Not three feet wide of it. Like, I'm sick of the quarterback having to do gymnastics to get a play started. Yeah. All right, let's start there. You want to fix your offense, snap the ball properly. I think that gets fine. Number five. I didn't know where to put this one. I put it here at five because it's more of an isolated thing, I think, than a trend because I don't think of this guy as a fumbler. But obviously, the, the, the Gus Edwards fumble, to me, was one of the three or four most important plays in the game. It robbed them of, of getting the late game rushing going at a point in time where I feel like game flow was kind of set up. For them to start um, handing it to that defense a little bit, it obviously killed field position. It brought the clock to a standstill and, and in my eyes, really set the stage for what was another ridiculous fourth-quarter meltdown that went way beyond that particular issue. Um, but that's like that's how you end up not winning your division. Like that That's how you end up having to go on the road every single week in January because of stuff like that. My five is a, a rare rough day for Mark Andrews. He had a couple of drops, including a touchdown. He had a fumble, and he was fortunate that the uh, Jacksonville Jaguar defender was laying out of bounds when he touched it. Otherwise, that's a turnover. But Mark Andrews, we expect him to be better than that. Number four. 
Number four, and we talked about this earlier in the show, other than Lamar Jackson, they can't run the football. And this has been a two-week thing now, and this has been a before Ronnie Stanley got hurt in that game last week thing now. And I'm concerned that this is now more of a problem than I expected. I expected them to road grade these guys yesterday. I expected they get back to what they did well and to road grade these guys, and they had a ton of trouble running the football yesterday. Yeah, my three and my four, I flip-flopped a million times, but we're, we're simpatico. Um the running back room is a problem. I mean, 19 carries for 57 yards, that's 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 horrible. Um, the explosive runs aren't there. They're, they're not able to gouge people on the outside. Is some of it Ronnie Stanley? Sure. Um, could Dobbins come back and do something? I mean, 21-day window's open. Yeah, but, I mean, it's been a long time since he's really looked like J.K. Dobbins. I don't know that you could bank on that. Um yeah, I think it's it's certainly a cause for concern, and you're going to see Lamar, as we've seen in the past, when we get to the final five, six, seven weeks, he's going to end up running closer to 15 times a game than 10. That's just what it's going to be. i got to give round one to Jason. That special teams, he mm-hmm. lost points there, Ken. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, what's, interesting, it like what's interesting, Stoney, is every time he lumps the special teams in, he gets points That's for that. That's not true. It's, it's I'm genius. consistent. But no, I, it's consistency. But I, I bring a legit no. I didn't no. offensive issue. No. And, 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 and <laughs> I get your, It's your own words <laughs> coming back I, to bite I, you. I, you. Hey. You can't knock him yeah. and then, yeah. and then him. steal my thunder. I, I'm not using Zen diagrams. I'm actually showing yeah, you I don't a direct cause and effect. I just talk. We are doing the six-pack of offensive observations. Let's continue. Number three. Got to catch the football. I mean, this is ridiculous. Ten drops in two weeks. What planet am I on? Like, you don't want to pay for playmakers. You can't draft them. That's fine. Just at least find people who can catch the football. I mean, Demarcus Robinson, Gigi's hero, because he he caught some balls last week. I mean, come on, third and four, got an opportunity to make a play. Drop. Josh Oliver, Jacksonville eighteen. Chance to make a touchdown. Bad throw. Drop. No. Bad well, throw. PFF, True Media, Bobby DePaul, yeah, okay. the game broadcast, yeah, yeah. me. The game broadcast? Yeah. It's a drop. You get two Andrew hands Catalan on that ball. It's Andrew, I'm not talking about James Lofton, throw, Andrew yeah. Catalan. Yeah. I'm talking about the guy who played. Yeah. the guy who was yeah. a wide receiver, yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, Devin Duvernay, terrible drop. Andrews, fourth quarter drop. Kenyon Drake, drop. There's not a lot of volume in this pass game. Outside of this one play from Deshaun Jackson, there's nobody really getting making a whole lot happen downfield. It's inexcusable to have 10 drops, five each of the last two weeks. What are we doing here? It's funny that we have this in the same place because mine is Lamar keeps leaving plays on the field. He he completely missed Demarcus Robinson. He overthrew Josh Oliver in the end zone. That should be a touchdown. That should be a better throw. And he's, he's now going back to what he did a year ago. This week, he was not taking the layups. He had checkdowns. He was not hitting his checkdowns. He was looking to try to make bigger plays. You got to hit the checkdowns, and you got to take the layups. Number two. Number two is this play clock stuff got old a long time ago. Like, we should not be sitting here in week 12 of the NFL season, and we're still dealing with play clock issues. Uh, you cannot, you cannot sit here, and, and Lamar's clapping it 2-1, asking for the football. You have to get out of the huddle quicker. It's incumbent on all of them. This is not. This is inexcusable. And I, uh, Harbaugh was asked about it at halftime. He said, I said something, we're going to get it done. And he was asked about it at his presser. We'll hear from him later. Well, we, we've taken care of it. Well, it's been an issue all year, so... It's done. I don't want to see this anymore. Well, that's part of a larger problem, which is red zone failures. And it was drops, and it was delayed game penalties, and it was Lamar overshooting some people for 
potential touchdown passes, but the settling for the early field goals and not capitalizing on field position, like when you get the ball at midfield, when your defense makes a fourth and one stop, like that's it's got to be seven, not three. And two for five in the red zone, one for four the week before that, two for four the week before that. They haven't really looked expert in the red zone since they were perfect against New England, which feels like a long time ago. Like, this is what they've become. They've become one of the less efficient red zone offenses in the NFL. It was elite when Lamar won his, his MVP in 2019, which also feels like a long time ago. Yeah, it does. Uh, those early yeah. miscues cost them big time in the end. Number one. The passing game is a joke. They don't have professional grade NFL wide receivers. The quarterbacks had a rating of 88 or less in seven of the last eight games. They have seven passing touchdowns in those last eight games. They've had more than one passing touchdown in a game just once in those eight games. Deshaun Jackson comes out of nowhere. What did he play? Nine snaps, catches a ball for 62 yards. The rest of the wide receivers on the team, five catches for 52 yards in a a four-quarter NFL football game. Please, please. But this is what they built. This is who they are. This is what they believe in while they're getting their money's worth. Number one is red zone, red zone, red zone. They, they got to execute better in the red zone. If they could have just finished drives in the first quarter, this they, they could have uh, stepped on their throats early in this game. Instead, you dominate the first quarter and you're up 6 nothing, and now you're in a dogfight. They have to get better in the red zone. That's a big W for the ginger He made, he made the comeback. That's how you he start the, the com- week. Oh, wait, for the well, ginger no, gorilla. Hey, yes. Comeback, Pay attention. Man. That's ridiculous. Pay attention, Slappy. I, I was harder on Lamar Jackson I, than he was. I, I had it won. Yeah. I, I feel like the play clock needed a separate thing. I, I okay. mean, it's it's in infer- It's week freaking 12. I they mean, can't snap the ball we, either. We were talking about You're this. the one person who says we, that. No, I, we, anybody who's paying attention. We, I remember the Jets game, week one, when we were talking about this. And I, I was out yeah, there. Yeah. I was out there and I asked Lamar and he was like, yeah, it's weird, you know. And it seems like we only have a 15-second play clock instead of 25. It's week one. You give him a pass. It's week 12. It's a joke. How does this it's continue, an ha- continue to happen? It's, it's insane to me. Coming up next, we want to hear from the people. 410-583-1057, your thoughts after that loss in Jacksonville. Hey, and was it a bad throw or was it a drop by Josh Oliver? You can tell us that as well. Hearing from the people next here on The Fan. Inside Access. It's not just a radio show. This is your Inside Access to the facts that others ignore. Jason LaCanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057. Time to hear from the people. 410-583-1057 is how you get in. It's also how you text the show. Is uh, if there's a good text, Stony Blown will interrupt everything and read it to us, and we do. We'll get an inside access special report. Yes, is it investigative? Report? It's an investigative report. Investigative. Can we hear it? It's an investigative report. Uh, is what it is. I feel uh, like it's been eons. It, since it has we heard been. It. it has been a while. And we should have used. We're it not. For that we're poll. not doing nearly enough journalism around no, here. If it's been that long since we, we heard it. We have rested on our laurels. Is what we have done. Yeah, that's yeah. laurel resting season. Yeah, it is. It is laurel resting season. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines, 410-583-1057. We'll get started right now with Mike in Baltimore. Mike, you're on the fan. Did Mike just wow. hang up? I think, wow. I think he Jeez. waited his turn yeah. to hang up on us. Chris in Parkville, you're on the fan. Guys, great show as always. Thank great you. Always. Thank you so much. Uh, to me, I just It seems to me uh, 
just they're ultra conservative when they kept sending Tucker out. He's a great kicker, but you still have a lot of football to be played. There's that, and then at the end of the game when they when they went for it, and and they're they're running. Another reason why they couldn't run the football is they're running into the teeth of the of of the defense. The one thing that they're good at that the Jags are good at. Well, I'll say this: that when they ran him out for the sixty-seven yarder, I had a problem with the the last play. Like you should know game situation. You've got ten seconds and a timeout. There should be guys running like quick inside routes and you hit him for like 15, maybe you got a shot to win the game. Instead, Lamar took almost all the clock, eventually dumped it off to Josh Oliver, and then and you got six, seven yards. I, I was really surprised there wasn't some sort of quick inside route there because you had timeouts. But they do nothing quick. The thing that shocked me most about that entire sequence was the squib kick. Yeah, why yeah. give them up? I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> you, you know it's just, you know who Justin Tucker is? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, they get the ball at the 40. Yeah. I, I mean, what was that? That was weird. Uh, Booted out of the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. It's crazy to me. Agreed. Completely agree. Yeah. That, that, like if, if if the Ravens if he had hit that thing, yeah. they'd be calling for Doug Peterson's head and rightfully so. What was that? Yeah, what what are you doing giving them an opportunity to have field position? They're ten yards away from a legitimate shot for this guy. Yeah. What are you doing? Cody's in Cockeysville. Cody, you're on the fan. Hey guys, love the show. Thank Appreciate you. It. Um JLC, I gotta go with you, man. Um this is the NFL. I watched the game. And the ball touches both your hands. You got to make that catch. You get paid. That's what you're there for. You were drafted. I'm sorry, man. I watch other teams. I watch just regular guys on their teams making these plays. Hey, another tight end that not a starting tight end, but would have made that catch. Hayden Hurst. But anyway, <laughs> I digress to the second thing. I'm also with you, JLC, on this. This is the Ravens have built this. They wanted this. They made this roster how they wanted, and they have poo-pooed on anybody that has had anything to say about how their philosophy goes. And so they're reaping what they sow with this, and I think I've been banging this drum for about two years now. They got rid of their best their best pass catcher, and I'm not saying Hollywood Brown is a pro bowl. But what I am saying is you replaced him with a, I get it, Rashad Bateman, but you don't know what he was. Nope. At least you knew what Hollywood was. They got nothing to throw the ball to. How can you build an NFL team like this? Thanks, guys. Yep. Chickens also, are coming I, home to roost. I, I, I also want to say this. They didn't replace him with Rashad Bateman. He was on the team last yeah. year. Well, they, they did. They, they elevated, thought he would yes. step up. They no, elevated him to yeah, that role. They elevated him. They didn't replace Hollywood Brown. No. They, no. He was their one no, deep threat. They went and threat. signed Robinson off the scrap heap when the yes. Raiders cut him. He oh. was their one deep threat. They didn't bring in a deep threat. I asked you this off the air. Should the Ravens kick the tires on Brian Edwards? Sure. He lit them up week one last year in Vegas, yeah. just released by Atlanta. Yeah. I, mean, I think they should. No, I just keep waiting on Wallace and Prochet. One of these days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is it is the month? What do Carb say? In the next month, he's yeah. going to probably still well, within. Are we then for Prochet within yeah. that month? I think so. Are we still waiting, or has yeah. that is that like the twenty day window, twenty one day <laughs> he, window? It's he expired. might have more penalties than Dude, catches. Uh, come on month. now. <laughs> Let's go to Ron and Owings Mills. Ron, you're on the fan. Kenny, Jason, Tim, what's going on? Oh, oh, hey, wow. thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I want. I, I'm. Uh, I'm an equal opportunity guy, Jason. So I appreciate I that, to, uh, as am I. Thank you. Hello. But you can um, gear it most towards Gigi. He's taking his lumps today. He could use <laughs> he could use an ego boost. You know, you know what it is, Jason. I'm just used to to yelling at Kenny for 15 oh, years. Good man. Nights. Good so, man. Uh, I thought the uh, let, I'm sick of the um, the passes to Ricard. I'm sick of that. The screens. Oh, the cold screen on second and 14 was, and I love Patrick Ricard. Yeah. That's a horrible that play because it takes him forever to get going. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, can we please eliminate that? And I, I thought 
again, I'm going to defend Justin Tucker until the day I'm gone. I thought the operation at the end of the game was rushed. Obviously, the whole game was rushed. What are you saving your two timeouts for? You can't actually ice Justin Tucker. I don't believe that. He has ice in his veins. Call a timeout. Let him take some more steps back and feel the moment. I think he would have kicked it a little stronger. And, yes, I'm biased. I'm always going to defend well, him, even if he misses it. Maybe maybe he doesn't make it, but David Salisbury, Justin Tucker has 0% to do with this loss. Come on, man. That was one of the greatest misses I've ever seen. I was relieved for him. He's had to bail out this team for his dec- a decade. And for the streak to be ended, uh, Kenny, Jason, and Tim, it, it really it, it, it hurts my heart because Justin Tucker, to me, more than anybody on this team, even Lamar, I think is the most clutch performer I have ever seen. So it really hurt it. Well, it wasn't smooth. Like no. that clock was getting down, yeah. and I'm not sure he did. Like I, I, I'm looking in my notes. I'm like, this looked rushed to me. Like you could call it a time wasn't. Out there. I was thinking the same thing. I don't think he got his full run through, yeah. and I, I don't. I, it did not look smooth. And you can also point out the fourth he hit and one, <laughs> the best missed field goal ever. But uh, but also that fourth down where the Ravens didn't get it, where that was the most awkward quarterback sneak in the history of the world. The play clock was going yeah. down in that call one. Call timeout there. Call timeout yeah, there. Yeah, that was awful. I mean, coaching is not absolved from blame. No, you no. can't take those timeouts with you. Let's go to Malcolm and Owings Mills. Malcolm, you're on the fan. Yeah, I'm calling in reference to the the debate of the catch mm-hmm. or the overthrow. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, that was definitely a drop. Mm. Also, that Robinson in the back of the end zone, you know that that was a drop. Oh, yeah. Hell that yeah. was a definite drop. Okay, Though he might have already stepped on the end line. Right. Now, that don't excuse that don't excuse um, Lamar from his overthrows because nope. he had a couple of those in there, too. Yep. But as far as those two plays, in my opinion, and, and I don't understand how we could be even talking about that loss was on – Tucker, um, no, no, Tucker no, foot. Man, that's ridiculous. No, where did that? St- yeah, I mean, I, I missed that whole. Where from. did that come from? I, I, I missed I that. Know. Yeah, buddy, he 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 basically was their whole offense. Somebody's the, saying he's the reason they yeah, lost that game. He missed a sixty-seven yarder, really, sixty-seven yards yeah. by like two yards. That's yeah. never been no, done before in the history of the NFL. No. Yeah, that's that's a no. joke. Let's try to at least grab a couple more. Vinny's in Northeast. Vinny, you're on the fan. What's going on, fellas? Hey there. Hey, hey, man. This offense doesn't change. Unless the Ravens do what they need to do, Josh Allen, Tua, and Jalen Hurts look all together different. You know why? Because the number one yeah. organization went out there and got receivers yep. for them, yeah. and Diggs and Brown and and uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. So I mean, unless they give this man a weapon other than Mark Andrews, well, this this is going to be the same thing that keeps happening, man. It's amazing to me that a 35 year old wide receiver. Can have the most explosive play of the day yeah. yesterday. Yeah, that, that's what we're Lamar dealing with. Lamar looked pretty good on that throw. Yeah, that was a great throw. Uh, Might have been the best throw he's had in a few years. And those teams just didn't just go out and spend money. They also invested real draft yeah. capital in guys who can play. Yeah, they absolutely did. Who make plays? No, you, Every week. Hey, and and to and Arizona's a bleep show, but they went and got DeAndre Hopkins, and we saw before this year. Ky- Kyrie, uh, Ky- Kyler Murray with Hopkins and without Hopkins, a completely different offense. So, that, like, you've seen this. Teams investing to get receivers. Go look at the standings and count the number of teams that have multiple wide receivers who would all be better than anything here. 
Guys, it's you can make the case for some teams you could probably go three deep if you really thought about it. But there are many, 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 including at least two in this division that have multiple guys. Well, Cincinnati who, for it's, sure. It's a bottom. Pittsburgh too. Who would be better than anything they have here? Anything. It's a bottom five receiving core in football. I don't think you can argue that. It might be bottom three. Yeah. It's bottom two. <laughs> Chicago, yeah. now Mooney's out for Mooney, the year. Yeah. Chicago's worse. That's it. Tennessee, they're starting to make plays. Oh, Burks is starting to make that plays kid's now that they have the quarterback healthy. Yeah. No, it's Baltimore and Chicago, period. It's gross. Let's go to ba- Mike in Baltimore. Mike, you're on the fan. Hey, Jason, Mr. Ken. How y'all doing? Hey there, Good, man. Hey, uh, that, that Josh Oliver play, um, I'm sorry, Ken, but that was – I think that's definitely a drop. Oh, no, man. Count as a drop. Uh, I mean, if, well, first of all, if you look at the play, like there's a linebacker underneath him, the DB over top of him, right? Like that's a pretty hard throw to make as it is. Yep. Um, and if, if a guy gets two hands on a ball without somebody touching him, like yep. that's going to be, that's going to go down as a drop, like just officially. It but, is. I mean, it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard catch to make, right? Like I'm not saying that, he, you know, he should have made the catch. It's a really hard catch to make. But Mark Andrews on a normal day, he makes that catch. Travis Kelsey makes that catch. TJ Hawkinson, he makes that catch. So, you know, that that's definitely a, a makeable catch. Um, he just he just didn't make the catch. I hey, think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. That doesn't absolve Lamar of, of his other no. misses. I'll, I'll say that, and Mike, appreciate the call. I'll say this: I can at least hang my hat on the fact that right now I'm ahead in the polls, slightly. Oh, well, so, the, yeah, the people, the people, bots, the masses, spots, the masses are the bots are on my side. Hey, coming up next, Jonas Schaefer was at yesterday's fourth quarter debacle. He was also at John Harbaugh's presser, which ended about an hour ago. We'll talk to Jonas Schaefer. Covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun next. Inside, inside. With Jason Lock and Fora and Ken Wyman. Every game, every interview, every take. 1057, the voice of the fan. Out on the street for a living. Ravens lose in Jacksonville 28 to 27. Let's talk some Ravens now as we head out to the Ashley Furniture guest hotline. Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun, and he joins us now. And Jonas, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. So, were you getting uh, Ravens Giants vibes as well watching that thing unfold yesterday? Yeah, I, I don't know if I was the, one of the first ones to, to tweet it out, but I felt like I was at least on that on that cutting edge there. Uh, it was it was kind of remarkable just uh, just how bad and how similar the vibes were from the fumbles to the inopportune injuries to you know the defense just completely unable to make the stand on the touchdown drive that it absolutely had to right after its own touchdown. I mean, obviously this game had the uh, the added twist of the Ravens actually taking that late lead and then folding up shop and giving it right back. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a doppelganger, fellas. Jonas, the million dollar question. Let's start with the offense. What the hell has been their problem in the red zone? <laughs> Man, uh, I don't know what to say other than just missed execution and. The running game being good, but not good enough to, to power things uh, the way it used to. Um, you know, obviously we've seen a lot of Lamar double clutching in the open field, and I'm not sure if that's translating to any wariness from him to make the kind of tight window throws that you absolutely need to make. You know, in the, in those close quarters. So, 
you know, I, I'm I'm just kind of you know without having looked at the all twenty two from from last night or really the the previous weeks, I'm kind of at a loss for why things have fallen off as sharply as they have. I mean, obviously, they did give themselves some building blocks, I guess you could say, with with how they ended the game on Sunday. But when you have Lamar, you know, you have someone with as gravitational as huge a gravitational pull as him. You should be able to make yourself, uh, you know, more effective in the red zone. You should be able to make life easier for you, and it just doesn't ha- just hasn't happened. And they have the big body targets, the tight ends, to, to you know, have Lamar make the kind of throws that he's accustomed to making. Obviously, the wide receivers aren't anything to home to write about, but still, that they have the personnel from the line to the tight ends to the backs to Lamar to not be a what twenty second, twenty third ranked red zone offense in the NFL. It's just kind of baffling. Three drops in the end zone, though. I mean, that's like it's a different. It, we're right. You know, we're talking about a different game, right? If they catch well, those balls, yeah. I mean, I, I know you're a, a true media fan, and I just got to hook up myself, Jason. Did, yeah. did you did you happen to see where they rank right now overall in drop percentage in the NFL? Well, I know I couldn't find too many other weeks where a team had back to back five drop games, so <laughs> I was looking at it more through that prism. Um, yeah, I hadn't run are. the full search, but I, I I could not find another instance where a team dropped five balls and came back and did it again the next week. Yeah, so they they were running the mill, I think, for the first. Nine games. Of yeah, season. they had nine drops about, in the first ten games. I know yeah, that much. Yeah, yeah. They, they were about sixteenth or seventeenth in the NFL in in total drop rate. And after the last two games, where nobody can catch anything, mm. where even Mr. Sherhan Devin Duvernay is dropping simple, simple catches, they are now thirty first out of thirty two teams. I think only the New York Giants, who again have a kind of bare bones receiving core, are worse. So, uh, you know, obviously Lamar uh, is kind of wearing this, um, especially after. What he tweeted yeah. last night, but um, his, his receivers have done him not a lot of favors these past couple weeks. Talking to Jonas Schaefer, it's Inside Access here on the Fan. Jonas, uh, I have been a as big a Marcus Peters fan as possible since he got here in 2019, but I'm feeling like this team is right now having a bit of a Marcus Peters problem. Uh, or do you agree? It's so tough to say, Ken, because you know you wouldn't have had a Marcus Peters problem last week, right? You know when he had. Was, yeah just total clamps i just think i don't know i mean like we don't i feel jonas i feel like i feel like he got the extra week off with the bye did him good but before the bye he wasn't looking great either i know i I totally agree with that and you know we asked john before that game uh you know whether it it helped him because he was showing up in the injury report he's like yeah you know john almost sounded like he thought marcus had turned the corner and you know I, i think it was unrealistic for anyone to expect him to be Mr. All-Pro, Marcus Peters, and his first year back from an ACL. It's just the odds of that are so, so long um, that maybe we were setting up for failure by talking about the Ravens having this elite cornerback to go because, you know, injuries are a real thing. There's a mental aspect to it, and there's a physical aspect to it. You know, John Harbaugh said the problem on the final drive in coverage was technique, which I'm sure applies not just to uh, Marcus Peters, but to Brandon Stevens as well. But, you know, sometimes it's just him, uh, you know, maybe not having full faith in the system. I mean, again, we don't have access to him in the locker room, so we can't really say. But I thought it was interesting that on the first touchdown, he kind of takes the bait from uh, Trevor Lawrence and, you know, goes, takes the low pattern. And that opens up to Michael Hasty for that kind of, you know, whole shot uh, that, that leads to that nice touchdown. And then on the fourth and whatever it was, um, I think I think I think it was fourth down on that go-ahead drive late in the fourth quarter. 
it seemed like Marlin this time was maybe baited into taking the low route again. And there is that, again, that kind of corner route right behind him. So, you know, he's a very smart guy, does all his film study, um, but for some reason he's just not where he needs to be on some of these zone drops. Jonas, one of the weirder stats for this Ravens team defensively, number two third down defense, number 31 fourth down defense. Is that just a weird outlier? Is there something to read into that? What do you make of that? Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess it, it kind of makes sense. Um, I don't really have a whole <laughs> explanation for it. I mean, other than maybe just proximity to the Maryland football team. Sorry, sorry, that was a close there. <laughs> what we see from them. How about the hoops um, team, though, Jonas? Yeah, yeah, we could, we could talk about that. But we were joking here that it's a rare season when the men are better than the women, but this, <laughs> this might be the year. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think. Mike McDonald is a, is a pretty smart guy when it comes to these third down blitzes, and there's obviously a bigger sample size. So maybe that would be uh, a more consistent, more reliable thing than, than the fourth down uh, woes. But honestly, I didn't know that they were that bad. So it's kind of surprising to hear you say it out loud to him. How worried are we about uh, the inability to get running backs going in the run game? And it, and it seemed like another week where the defense was, was, was pretty equipped to take away any sort of big outside runs. Yeah, I mean, I think it it goes hand in hand with with this passing game, right? I mean, when these defenses are either dropping safety into the box or they're, you know, lining up their safeties ten or twelve yards off the line of scrimmage, and that makes those run fits a lot easier. And um, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of the kind of under center run stuff. I think in recent weeks that we did earlier in the season, yeah. I don't remember the last time I saw Lamar, you know, do have a game where he had a couple play action rollouts to you know, kind of keep that, that defense honest off the under center stuff. So, um, you know, there's still some nice plays here and there, but they're, they're largely the Lamar driven um, or, or largely the Lamar carried. Um, you know, obviously we, we heard today that JK is going to return to practice this week. Um, obviously his return to game action is probably still a, a couple weeks away, but um, I, I think Gus looked good early in the game and then, you know, he just kind of struggled to find his footing. So, I have faith in the run game. I don't think it's going to be 2019 or 2020 levels, and that's obviously a problem because neither is the passing game. But I, I think they, they should be okay for the long term, even though, again, I, I have to remind myself that Jacksonville's run defense is straight up not good. <laughs> hey, Jonas, before we let you go, I think I know the answer, but i got to ask the question. Uh, I, J- uh, Jason feels like Josh Oliver in the end zone was a drop. I thought it was a bad pass. Which side are you on? Oh, man. I think it's I think it's a, a bad pass, but it's like a fifty one forty nine kind of thing. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, you know, but there wasn't a whole lot of traffic in, in that spot, and you just got to kind of feather that in to your big guy and count on him to, to make the play. And obviously, Josh Oliver was close enough to the ball to get both hands on it once but twice. But again, I, I think that's a that's a throw that Lamar probably has to make and. And we'll make, we'll make uh, most of the time. Jonas, you're not only a, a, a smart man, but you're a scholar, and we always appreciate you your time, scholar. sir. Is this going to be your, no, your new bar soap uh, it, body wash thing? This will not continue forever, I don't think. No. It's, just, it's got a shelf it, life. It, yeah. <laughs> this is dated. If it was a Super Bowl or something like yes, that, maybe. Yes, maybe. Playoff game, yeah. Week 18 against the Bengals, 
Maybe. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Inside access coming up next. Uh, the U.S. They they had a draw with England on Friday. They take on Iran tomorrow. What does Jason Lock and Four think of this match tomorrow? It's our soccer update next here on the Fan. Jason Lock and Fora and Ken Wyman on the Fan from Oxfield to Patterson Park. Pulisic. In the upper 90s! To the hallowed turf at Wembley Stadium. Inside access to the beautiful game. 1057 The Fan. Jason, it may surprise you to learn I watched the whole match on Friday wow. with the U.S. and England. Every second of it, not any really? not a lot of action. Did you feel it like like you were compelled to by me, or you did this of your own? No, volition? I was out with friends. I went specifically out to watch the match, and uh, I even put it. There was a one of the Fanduel who uh, sponsor had a free bet, like basically a no risk bet. If the U.S. doesn't win, you get your money back. So put mm-hmm. a little coinage on the U.S. in that match, but. I thought they played well. I'm no expert in this whole thing, but I just it, it, nobody scored. So no. Well, look again. They well, <laughs> you know, because their best attacking player didn't see the pitch until the final minutes. Gio Reyna, and turns out, you know, the coach has a thing with him now, or at least Eric Winalda and some other former U.S. national team players are saying that that you know there is something personal between them. Greg Berhalter lied about Reyna's uh, injury status heading into Game One. Uh, he put on, I mean, it, it, the the fact that guys like Shaq Moore and Jordan Morris saw the pitch in this tournament before Gio Reyna is beyond shameful. It's 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 grounds for termination, but he never should have been hired in the first place. So now we'll see for this England match whether Gio Reyna gets Iran. a starting assignment. I'm sorry, Iran. Whether he gets a starting assignment, how much he plays. Um, but it's just so typical of U.S. soccer that they're going into their biggest moment in almost a decade and you've got that story sort of out there. And then they did a press conference today, you know, with Greg and Tyler Adams, their captain. And most of the questions are about another scandal that they have nothing to do with, which was U.S. soccer. A confederacy of dunces <laughs> tweeted out a standings where the doctored Iranian flag and the players and the coaches have no idea about any of this. But it's become a huge story in Iran and in and, and, and parts of the Middle East. And so now there's more motivation for this Iranian team who feel like the U.S. Soccer Federation has slighted them by using a image of their flag that wasn't the actual Iranian flag. I mean, it's it's like what I, I, I I'm not surprised in the least because I've been following these fools for decades, but it's it's just like it, it can never just be about you know the players. It can never just be about. Um, their efforts and putting them in positions to succeed, there's always something else going on with with somebody above them at the bureaucratic level or the coaching level. So I, I, I can't wait to see what lineup he puts out there tomorrow. The U.S. has to win to go through. Yeah. Um, when are they advance losing their loser tie and they're done? And, and look, he 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 missed the plot in the second half of the Wales game. And if they don't go through, it's going to be because they blew that one goal lead and they they blew it in fairly hapless fashion without really trying to add to it, without getting the right people on the pitch, um, and and without making any tactical adjustments once 
Wales put a target forward on. But the England game, look, I, I was really pleased with the effort. Weston McKinney missed a, a, a sitter that, you, you, boy, oh, boy, you know, you, you got you to gotta finish that ball. He had the gaping left side of the net, and he, he pushed it wide to the right side. Um, he played better than the first game, but um, they struggled to create offense. And again, there's a couple of what I would consider to be more target forwards. Guys who can win in the air, guys who are built physically like almost like a power forward to lean on that central defender to create a little bit of space for a half chance and to finish. And and he opted not to take a certain body type, PFOC, and he chose to bring people like Jordan Morris on because he really, really likes them and they're hard workers. And they're missing a bit of quality right now at, at the at the uh at the forward position. And you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see Sargent start this match. I'd like to see Gio Reyna start this match. And I have no confidence in this coach to make adjustments to what's going to be an Iran side that has no motivation to do anything other than make this the ugliest game possible because a nil-nil draw would be the greatest because they result advance. in the history of Iranian football. Yeah. And Iran pulled off the upset over Wales. Wasn't Wales a big-time favorite there? Um, yeah, I don't know about a big time favorite. You know, I, I think Iran has been sort of undervalued by a lot of people who have preconceived notions of, about soccer in that part of the, the country. We have uh, in the world, we've had Herc Gomez on numerous times, and he's been saying since the draw came out that third game is going to be the critical game because Iran's the team that everybody's undervaluing in that group. I don't think Wales was that good. The U.S. should have beat Wales, the U.S. didn't beat Wales. Wales made no real effort to do much offensively. Wales went down to 10 men and Iran cashed in at the end, which they which is what what you know you have to do at this level. So no, I think they're gonna have difficulty breaking them down. I would have said that even if a nil-nil tie would have been a perfect result for Iran. I, I playing a neutral site game against them, I'd say, wow, I wonder how many create chances they're gonna create. And they've got to figure out set pieces, which are corner kicks, indirect, and direct free kicks. The service hasn't been great. Pool six should not automatically get every free kick just because he's on the pitch. And th- th- they, they look like a team that's never been coached. I mean, either the service is terrible or the runs aren't where they're supposed to be. Like, it's like the Ravens offense. It's it's like they can't get it together. And and my God, that's the easiest way to overcome a talent imbalance. They they generated, what, seven or eight corners. I think England had two. And of those seven corners, I don't think they even had a half chance out of any of them. Like, that's not good enough. We are at Maryland Live tomorrow. We'll be at the FanDuel casino, uh, Sportsbook there in the casino, uh, broadcasting live from there for yeah, U.S. the first two hours of the show. I mean, it is what it is Well, Well, I, hey, prediction. Are they advancing? No. You're predicting a draw, I assume. Whatever. Yeah, well, Jason, as, as usual, Jason has tons of confidence in U.S. soccer. Uh, it's the manager. <laughs> coming up next, uh, the Ravens weren't the only team to play in the National Football League yesterday. Week 12, almost finished. We'll hear from the Jets quarterback, Mike White, as uh, the Jets seem to be Put some respect but, on yeah, his name. Back, back in business. That's League at Large next year on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken.